I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, for liberty and justice for all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode four of the Six Deep Podcast. Here on the Six Deep Podcast, if we aren't six deep in beer, you can bet your ass we're six deep in something else. I'm the host of the show this week. I'm the show's gambling expert and Maction Pro. The most athletic of the group, the only one to attend Harvard, the Midwest, Bradley <laughs> University, Harvard, and then the only doctor in the group. It is the one and only Doctor Zachary Bell. We have a good show for you all this week. We will have a brief recap of the Illinois vs. Mizzou bragging rights game, which was uglier than Andrew's dad's face when he walked in on Andrew humping apple pie back in high school. That's we, true. <laughs> we will of course discuss our betting locks of the week to help make you all richer. We'll have a quick little beer talk. Earlier this week, we recorded a fantastic discussion with a coach at the Division Three level who thinks it's okay to give up 170 points a game. <laughs> game yes. Dr. George Barber. So from here, we're going to move on. I'm going to throw a different spin to the show this week. I'm going to start with a little different. I'm going to start with the, asking the gang an answer the internet question, and I'm going to start off with Matt. Yes. Matt. Yes, ready. Imagine yourself in Vegas. Okay, Vegas. Not the last time you were in Vegas when you had a real good time and all those good memories, but this time, Vegas. you're walking up to a roulette table. Vegas roulette. The roulette. That, wait, that's the one? Where they spin a little thing, you get red, black. Okay, red, black, odd, yep, even, yep, green. Gotcha. Yep, so a little spinner lady. <laughs> yes. She looks at you and she says, Matt, you get one spin, one roll. If you land on red, yes. you win $25 million. If you land on black, you go to prison for two years. Yes. Do you make the roll? Well, I do want to point out it's not 50-50 odds. So what happens if I hit green? If you hit green, you get both. <laughs> oh. <laughs> two years in jail, twenty-five million. <laughs> Worth I, it. <laughs> I I am not taking it. Mm, question. Not taking it. Not taking it. Fair enough. If you're single, I know happen. I know happens in prison. I'm not taking. I'm not denying. Fair enough. All right. Next question to Brown. Brown, how much money would it take for you to not drink alcohol for an entire year? <laughs> more oh, than more than that roulette roll. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the roulette roll number again? Twenty-five million. Well, that would definitely do it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anything that would just pay off all my debt would probably do that. All right. I don't, I'm not going to disclose yeah, that. I don't want to know how much debt you're leave that out. It would, All right. Pay off a house and everything, you know what I mean? Perfect, perfect. Leech. Yep. Last one's to you. Who is the hottest celebrity you think you have a shot with? Uh, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really hesitate. Well, she's with Machine Gun Kelly or was or whatever. He's a tall, skinny, lanky. Love his music. Yeah, I do love his music. Yeah, love his, music. Music. his new rock album is great. And on SNL, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's not reaching real high at all. No, I'm girthier than him. So, who did you say? Kate Beckinsale. What do we know her from? 
uh, Click. <laughs> Click? <laughs> I don't, when she's on Underworld. Serendipity. Uh, serendipity oh, with John Cusack. That's a good one. The Lost Glove, right? Mm-hmm. The Lost Glove. All right, then one last quick question for the group. Better game this weekend, Gonzaga versus Iowa in men's basketball or Notre Dame versus Clemson in football? Ooh. Gonzaga, Iowa. I think yes, uh, but I'm a bigger football was that, fan. So that's right. number one versus number three. Yeah. Yes, and the other one's football is more football is more exciting. But I'm kind of excited to see how the Big Ten tops of the Big Ten I, can stack up here. I will say though that football one's kind of misleading because Clemson's only loss was without their best right. player of all Two time. Yeah, and Notre Dame's best win is against a team you know that didn't have their best player of all time. Yeah. That's I'll, an interesting I'll, I'll go Gonzaga, Iowa. Uh, yeah, two top three teams in the nation. I do think those are two teams that have a good chance of being Final Four. Maybe a rematch later in the year, but I like okay. it. All right. DK, throw us some props out there for those games. Right, they, I hope they do. All right, that leads us into our opening drive this week, which is sponsored by Priscilla's. At Priscilla's, <laughs> we're fun and fantasy. <laughs> All right. Last weekend was the college basketball bragging rights game between Illinois and Mizzou. Mizzou came out on top like they do every year in the 81 <laughs> There was some home court questionable officiating at the side of the end of the game there a little bit. In the Illini What, you mean when Kobe punched somebody? Punched him. Oh, good. Oh, good. This is gracious. on to, let's, let's see what the, what the haterade drinker is drinking this week, and let's go ahead, Matt. Blue Moon. <laughs> What do you think we're, of the other two-deck oh. two segment? He was calling you. I, I misunderstood. Okay. Uh, so, Illini, yeah, uh, I, I did go back and read. Mizzou was pin- picked to finish sixth in the SEC. So, here we have the Illini flying high and kind of dropping a dud against a team that's projected to finish sixth place in the SEC, which I would not say is a, a basketball-dominant conference. Now, with that, with that said... The Illini are good. I do think they are good. I do think by the end of the season, battle-tested and everything, that's an Elite Eight team, uh, potentially heading to the Final Four. But I also think that Mizzou game showed that the Illini were overrated. Uh, I think without a doubt they were overrated. <laughs> uh, tough to argue against that fact. But Kofi can't be going around throwing punches in the game. I mean, there's just no place for that. No place. <laughs> Andrew, go ahead. All right. Well, this was an embarrassing loss for the Illini. And to you Missouri fans, you do have a cute team this year. I'll give you that. And congrats on winning a free throw shooting contest. (laughs) 60 free throws shot combined between the two schools. And Missouri shot above 80%. uh, Illinois shot below 60%. That's what the game uh, came down to. Interesting fact, and I'm going to the stat sheet here. So, did you guys realize that because Missouri won the coin flip, that they got to bring in an SEC officiating crew for this game. Two of the officials on this SEC officiating crew were former Big Ten officials from last year whose contracts had been terminated because of how lousy they were officiating games. Smells fishy. Little little fishy. So it's no wonder to me why that Kofi foul was called an intentional when literally the other guy pulled his hand. Punched himself. 
into his face. Now, there were plenty of calls on both teams, but did anyone enjoy watching this damn game? It was a free throw. I, I asked that to Missouri fans. There was zero flow to this game because the officials made it about calling every touch I, foul on the floor, and it was just a free throw shooting contest. I feel like congrats, I, Missouri. Bigger congrats to me for giving them props for winning, but but congrats, Missouri. You I, won a free throw I, shooting I will contest. say that, yeah, the ref argument to me doesn't hold a ton of water because still, if you have, I would have just shot, what, made two more free throws, they would have won the game, three more free throws? Sure, but I'm, if you look at the stat line, Missouri turned it over more than Illinois. <laughs> Illinois shot a higher, higher field goal percentage. Got crushed it, on the boards. I think they got out-rebounded by nine, maybe? Nine, ten or Yeah, that, that, is one, that is one area Illinois needed to prove on. Uh, if Kofi wasn't busy punching people... <laughs> Should have two hands up uh, grabbing yeah, boards. Right. Uh, what can I say? It's an embarrassing. It's it's a bad loss for for Illinois. I people were trying to console me. Oh, this is a good Missouri team. It's a cute Missouri team. I think they'll make the tournament. That's a top ten Illinois team that should not lose that I, game. I, I think Missouri wanted that game a little more than Illinois for sure. I, I still saw a lot of talent on the Illinois side. Go ahead, Max. I, I I just think that it, it's a loss. It sucks. Whatever. But at the same time, I would say. That's a close game, and a game that goes down to the final possession. I think it's really important that the Illini get that experience throughout the year. Uh, you know, if you want to be a top contender, if you want to win Elite Eight games, then I think you have to play in these one possession games. You have to play in these close matchups. I mean, that's how you grow as a team. That's how you learn to play under pressure. That's how you eliminate you know game costing mistakes. So I think even though they lost, it's still it's still a good game for the Illini to to watch some film to learn some lessons. All right, that leads us on to our next segment of Kentucky sucks and Kentucky sucks. Still echo, sucks. echo. They lost again this week, and that's their fourth in a row, and they suck. It's old news. And we're moving on. There's a chance it gets to six in a row, by the way. Six. They got North Carolina <laughs> and then Louisville. Yikes. The last what? and final segment of Doesn't the North Carolina five. suck. They're ranked 23rd. Oh. Man, man I got to ask, what? where would you rank Illinois? You said they're overrated. Where would you rank them? What were they ranked at that Mizzou game? They're ranked six. six. Now they're 13th. I would say 13 to 15. About where they're right at now. now. Right, right, right now. I was, right saying, now. I was saying that right game now, yeah. showed they were overrated. Still ahead of Mizzou. Yeah, but here. Absolutely. I don't know what Mizzou's ranked. I don't think Mizzou's that good. They're, again, they're projected six in the SEC. I think SEC coaches probably have a decent idea. I think Mizzou's a tournament team, personally. <laughs> yes, That's I think they're a tournament top team. Top 68. Yeah, I'll give them that. Sure. All right. The last and final segment of the opening drive, and let's not forget the opening drive, has been brought to us by Priscilla's <laughs> We're Fun yes. and Fantasy Me. If you'd like to sponsor the show, hit us up on Twitter. Please. All right, and other local Illini news. This week was the firing of Lovey Smith. Lovey ended his college coaching career in style, posting a 15-37 and 37 record, making him, I think, the third worst coach in Illini football history. What do you guys think of the questionable firing, and who do you think is in prime position of the highly I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can questionable, 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 questionable. It was a very. He was fifteen and thirty-seven. What more do you want at the Division One level? In the- fifteen and thirty-seven. When you play you want, three you cupcakes at the beginning of every year, he was there for five years. You want more? Please go ahead and tell me what you think and who you think is in prime position. Well, this absolutely needed to happen, and you know, I've, I've heard the people out there. Well, he, you know, started a good foundation. Let me ask those people this: How are we better? How are we any better than we were five years ago when Lovey took the helm? The good foundation for Santa Claus's beard, maybe. I don't know right. what other yeah. foundation. You're at the bottom of the Big Ten standings. You're at the bottom of the Big Ten in recruiting. Again, how is that? How is that a stronger ground than you left the program in? 
Oh, but Andrew, no scandals were under Lovey's tutelage. All right, so he's not Sandusky and kids in the locker room, so he's not so he's not abusing players. Is that really the bar we're setting that we need to clear as an Illinois program? Lovey was, I'm going to say this slow, a complete and total failure. Sometimes he would look aloof on the sideline and everyone was like, you know, that's just Lovey being stoic. He cares so deeply about this and that's just his way of showing it. No, sometimes perception equals reality. Lovey was in here to get his retirement paycheck, and he did not try hard enough. He did not work hard enough. And it's it's come to light over the last week. Jay Lehman was on the radio, evidently after Hardy Nickerson left the program, who was the D coordinator and uh, linebackers coach. Jay gave Lovey a call and said, Lovey, I have some interest in just coaching the linebackers, entry-level position. Lovey told Jay that position had already been filled. Not a big deal. He, he had his guy. Come to find out, that guy was Miles Smith. So he hired Miles Smith three years ago. Miles Smith has collected $600,000 from the University of Illinois, completely underqualified. He has no idea what he's doing. I get that nepotism exists, but come on, you're already a questionable coach. Uh, then John Holosek went on the radio, and for those of you who don't know John, Illinois alum, nine-year NFL player. He now is the head coach at Loyola Academy up in Chicago, he said no one from Lovey Smith's staff has been inside his school in the last two and a half years. They produce perennial talent every year out of the state of Illinois. He said the relationship right now with the U of I is terrible. Now, the good news is, he said, it can be mended overnight if they just get a coach in there who has a relationship with the coaches. And I don't know if you guys heard, Lovey also refused to attend a coach's clinic because he said he, it was in the middle of the season with the high school coaches and he had a season to concentrate on, even though Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern uh, attended, the head coach at Indiana, I forget his name, uh, the head coach at Iowa, Kirk Ferentz, and the head coach at Wisconsin, all attended. So it was clear <clears throat> Lovey was not willing to put in the work it takes to run a Division One Power Five program. He got his retirement, and honestly, I wish him health, but, I mean, go enjoy your retirement down in Florida and don't let the door Hit you on the way out, Lovey. Well, and I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I think that's got to—that's something you got to be careful with when you hire NFL coaches to the college level, is especially you, old ones. And you touch on <laughs> Andrew, but so much of it is recruiting. I mean, you've got—you should have coordinators to run your offense, to run your defense, X's and O's, all that jazz. But you've got to be the face of the program. You've got to go recruit. You've got to build all those inroads. I think sometimes with that NFL mindset, uh, where you've been detached from that. I think maybe that's that's sometimes where those NFL guys have a yeah, little bit of trouble. Yeah, and, and I will say I did like Lovey's personality over like a PJ Fleck out of Minnesota who has all Row the that energy. Boat, baby. Row he, that boat. He has all the energy in the world, but I I find him a cheese ball and not authentic. But maybe that's what Illinois. I take him right now if I'm the Illini. He won't. He wouldn't come. I'm not saying no, that. no. He's built a better program, and he's still in Illinois recruits because evidently Lovey had no interest in fighting for him. Lovey, uh, he did. He's a defensive-minded coach, right? And that's what he did in the NFL. And Tampa. he kind of brought that to U of I. And, and did he ever have the players to really support the type he didn't. of defense he wanted to play? So I'm glad you brought that up. If you even look at his last two years in Chicago and his uh, couple of years in Tampa, he had some of the worst defenses in the NFL. Some of the worst. His de his defense is outdated. It's overrated. The Tampa cover Tampa, two. Tampa it two. looked like Tampa, Tampa cover who <laughs> at U of I. And I mean, I remember his last two years. 
I remember his last two years in Chicago, Aaron Rodgers would just have a smile on his face because he knew exactly where the open seams were going to be down the middle of the field. Uh, it's infuriating. Uh, Josh Whitman, where were you? Where are you when Miles Smith gets hired for $200,000 a year as the linebacker's coach with absolutely zero experience? How do you not stop it at that point? And maybe that has something to do with why Lovey was finally like, or, or why Whitman was finally like, get the hell out of here, Lovey. But. Well, here and here's why it usually takes so long is you have a lot of people out there in the media, a lot of those experts, talking heads that will tell you almost every AD's job is attached to the football program. So if you hire a football coach and that football coach fails, you basically just said, hey, I failed as an AD. I made a huge mistake. And that's why Lovey had as long of a leash as he had was because Whitman, I mean, he's also protecting he was, himself. He was tied to it. And look. I was excited about the Lovey hire when it happened. I thought he could recruit because he was a big NFL name. He brought in a couple big coordinators at the time, I former was NFL. When they extended him because he was recruiting. Yeah, but his recruiting's been at the bottom of the Big Ten, and and clearly he just he doesn't have the energy and he didn't care. But he got paid thirty million dollars over the course of five years at Illinois, and his son got paid six hundred thousand, which should be paid back to the University of Illinois. I, well, now right, Lovey's getting two more million on the out. buyout. <laughs> yeah, Matt, he's getting another Andrew's two. Angry. Matt, you brought up a good point. So, in order for Josh Whitman to keep his job, who does Illinois need to hire as the next head coach of Illinois football? Give, give me continued Underwood success, basically, to answer that question. Yeah, I think if that he's, not gonna, team, he's not going to lose his job because Underwood. Yeah, if that basketball team keeps going up and up, <laughs> True. Whitman has that hire under his belt. Uh, a, a specific name? That's what you want? Well, sure. Does anybody else have a specific name that, that they think have a feel for? I think we can all agree on a, one name, right? I've got can we a all, few. all agree on one? I think we can say collectively together and... Dabo Sweeney. Derek Leonard. Derek, Derek Leonard. <laughs> Friend of the that. show. Derek, Derek Leonard being the same same breath as Dabo Sweeney. Uh, to be honest, Zach, I, I don't... I, I would go after Cincinnati's coach. I'm not sure if he would come. Is that Fickle? Yeah, that's Luke Fickle. I, I don't know if he would come. I think he's been recruited the last couple seasons to, to leave Cincinnati. He so, turned down Michigan State last year. Yeah, so I think he's got something in mind that he wants specifically. I would go after him. Um, other than that, uh, you can't wait too long. I mean, just the, what, National the names out there this and, week. And this guy's putting his own name out there is uh, Brett Bielema, the former Wisconsin coach, former Arkansas, Arkansas coach. Now I think he's an assistant or something. In, Bama. No, he's in the NFL right now. I think he's on the Giants or something. I, I think he's the special assistant to Saban. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I, I would be – okay, that, that might work. I think the Illini – and again, I don't know if this is Whitman. I don't know if it's Lovey. But you just had this week National Signing Day. The early period was this week National Signing Day, and you fired your yeah. coach right before it. Yeah, but we uh, we kept every single signee, which is, which is a two-parter. <laughs> One, two stars. that, yeah, that points to they needed U of I more than U of I needed yeah. them. Right. And two, none of them even gave a shit about Lovey to begin with. So it, it's, yeah, that that is what it is. I'm going to throw one name out there just to create a conversation. I've seen it on Twitter a little bit, and that's Urban Meyer. Yep, yep. I've heard it's been confirmed by the United States Postal Service that he has bought land outside of Champaign-Urbana. So, you know what's really disappointing what? is... <laughs> and, and, you this serious, is Clark? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Rob Stone, Rob Stone did have a rain check us. Hopefully, he will come back on the show. 
But one of the questions we had was on air, on their actual college game day, the Fox version of college game day, Rob Stone across the the desk from I'm Urban sure Meyer. I appreciate being called the Fox Sports <laughs> version of college game day. <laughs> Whatever they are. Sorry, sorry, Rob, if you're listening. I apologize. Uh, but no, Rob Stone said something to on set, on, on film, to Urban Meyer about this will be your last season because you're getting back into coaching. So he basically, did he let a, a cat out of the bag? I don't know, but he made a think, reference saying we're coaching. But think about this with Urban Meyer. So he left Florida when they were going to the Sugar Bowl because they weren't national title. And then he goes to Ohio State when they have all the talent in the world, can walk into the national title. You think he wants to come to a what? rebuild? I know we don't think he's actually coming, but I'm just saying Urban Meyer's not going anywhere where a national championship isn't going to be handed to him. Otherwise, he's going to start having those heart palpitations again. Uh, well, that's true. But what better way to prove yourself that you're the best coach there's ever been than to build a program like Illini I, I still, I still have safe in him. We will Meyer. see Urban Meyer next year. Coaching, fighting Illini. You heard it first here on the 60 Podcast. Amen. We're moving on to the drinking segment of the show. Sobriety, please go away. Because here's what the boys are drinking today. It's a simple topic this week, and it's beaches. The weather is cold here in central Illinois. It's got us all dreaming of beaches and warm weather. What are the guys' favorite beers to drink on the beach? Give me an umbrella. And a cool glass of Illini Haterade. <laughs> no, uh, I'll take, uh, let's see here, I'll take one of those Mick Ultra Lime Cactus deals. Love it. Fancy. All right, Sally. <laughs> I'll take a Lamb Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Uh, really, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, <laughs> Leech? Uh, for a beach, just Leech something, something thick. So, like a porter, a stout. <laughs> something I can oh, just gurgle yeah. and mm. kind of let mm. run down my you know, mouth a little bit and onto my chin, just something thick that rubbing my belly Makes button sense. as the chicks grab it. Makes perfect yep. sense. Uh, my favorite, this is going to sound a little weird, but it all depends on where I am. Saturday? If I'm overseas or if I'm at a Ooh, yeah. Caribbean resort or something, I'm drinking oh. what the locals are drinking. I'm drinking their terrible Dos Equis or Pacifico. That's what we, Dos Equis is awesome. That's what we yeah. needed was a reminder that Zach's going to go on all-inclusives without us but and live the dream. If I'm here in America, I'm with Brown. I'm drinking Landshark. Boom. What about for breakfast on those exotic resorts that you frequent? Gotta, drink? gotta go with yeah, a yeah. porter. A- you wake up, you're at, the, <laughs> you're at the pool bar at 10 a.m. Like, bang, hey, hey. Hey, hombre. No, this, this way, if you, this way, if you. Oh, bloody Mary. I think, I think I've got a Mexican coffee chased by a mimosa chased by a Mexican beer. I'm telling you guys, porters, this way, if you diarrhea in the pool, you just accidentally spilt your beer. Oh, oh that's, that's <laughs> one, one that I'm going to enjoy on the, uh, the Mexico all-inclusive trips is a BBC, a banana, berries, and cot, uh, colada. <laughs> yep, yep. There you go. A little different BBC. So, uh, it tastes like a little milkshake in the morning, makes you feel right as rain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. On to the gambling segment where we make all of our listeners rich. Well, at least I do. A little recap of last week's locks from the podcast group. Yours truly, the gambling expert in action extraordinary. Went a perfect 2-0, keeping the perfect Mac betting streak alive. Matt went a casual 4-1, said I'll place five bets. solid. Brown, ladies and gentlemen, this is a huge moment for the show. Brown went two and one, getting himself into the win column. Put it on the, the first board. Time. It's actually bad for the podcast. I 
kind of was hoping we could continue I, making fun of them. I had a lot of good material put together, assuming I was going to over again. <laughs> and last but not least, well, there is a lease this week, and it's Leech. Apparently, you've been hanging out with Brown too much. You went 0-3. And a big one on the final second safety. I, Ravens match uh, I got hit on a couple hooks, got hit on a stupid last second safety, and got hit by COVID when Florida <laughs> went and played that game. And Do you see where FanDuel will reimburse everyone? So for their bet? For the, they booked it? For oh, the safety. safety. Yeah. Yeah. did more than that. They gave everybody... Even if you, if, you bet five, if you bet five dollars, you had a chance at twenty-five, but minimum fifty. I don't know who's taking the bigger gamble here: us every time we bet on DraftKings, or DraftKings by not becoming an official sponsor of the show. <laughs> at the number six deep three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Twitter. we haven't like have already referred all of our we'll, network. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We'll we'll, we'll tag you in our, this post. <laughs> the current standings on the year are Zap five and three, Matt seven and five. That's a lot of games. Brown, wait, wait, how many six. how many wins do you have? And Leach five? two and eight. Seven. Seven's more than five, right? Seven Seven's more than five. Confirmed. Five and five. For Matt. Oh, you didn't count the Bama. You didn't count the Bama picks that I threw out there. Bonus picks. <laughs> yeah, so those the are the bonus want. picks. So the locks of the week for this week here they come. I'm gonna start off the show. I'm leading the, leading the standings. The Maction Championship game is Friday night. Buffalo and Ball State, line set at minus 13 and a half. I'd like Buffalo to cover and become the champs. Congrats, Buffalo. Also going to go over with 67 in that game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Buffalo wins by a lot. Upset pick of the week is Iowa over Gonzaga in men's basketball. Brown, go ahead. Okay, as per typical, I have a over bet in college. I'm going to go Minnesota at Wisconsin. I just feel like Wisconsin... At home, they're going to score points. They let me down last week. It was the only one I lost. They're going to come back and do it this week. Uh, I got the Bills to cover the minus four on the Broncos. I believe that spread is already moving in their direction, and I got it at minus four, so I'm going to stick with that. And my upset pick this week is going to be uh, Philadelphia to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I just feel like that's too big of a game, and... and that will keep a lot of teams in the playoff hunt. You've got Philadelphia going to make the East interesting, and then the Cardinals hanging there on the right on the line of the playoffs. I want to see this. Let's go Philly. I will say this is interesting. All those college basketball hoop fans, pay attention. Brown and in a Wisconsin basketball game is taking the over, right? Ooh. No, no, that's a football game. Oh, that was football. That's a football. football. Which, just like no. I've been doing every he, week. He's been is... doing it every week, and he's lost every week. No! <laughs> One of them got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got Tampa Bay covering. you got six points versus the Falcons. Texas A&M covering. There you've got 13.5-point favorites against Tennessee. I've got, I think, Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee. They're not a match made in heaven. Pruitt's out. He's getting fired. Maybe he's heading to the line SP. Texas A&M is playing for a potential spot in the uh, college football playoffs when Ohio State punks out of another football game. And then my upset pick of the week, they're all winners in my book, but I'm going to have Army upsetting Air Force. I did want to touch on OSU punking out of games. Before before I pick my picks, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think we could have a whole episode on this. All right. Yeah, yeah let's save that for maybe next but week. We'll right. save it. All right, so Andrew's picks of the week. I've got Bears plus three, the Vikings. Well, write it down because this is going to be an upset because fact, Bears eat beats <laughs> and Bears will beat 
the Vikings. So I got that as my upset lock of the week. Clemson, minus 10.5 against Notre Dame. Notre Dame is more overrated than the new Taylor Swift album. So lock it in. Clemson's going to cover that 10.5. Tears and a on half. my guitar. Is that? That's, Tears on. that's like her first or yeah. second no, album. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, Missouri at Mississippi State. My pick, why don't you bend over and I'll show you. I've got the over at 49.5. That game's uh, not going to be a defensive juggernaut. It's going to go way over that 49.5. All right, that's it for the show this week. Um, If you want to catch those betting picks, we'll have them up on our Twitter handle, which is... Six Deep Three. Six Deep Three. The number six, the word deep, D-E-E-P, the number three. That way you don't have to waste your time listening to the show, and we'll see you all next week. Feel free. Also, check out that uh, interview with uh, Dr. George. Which will be out later this week. Give us a shout-out and what you prefer more, Ben Gay or uh, Icy Hot on your (laughs)